Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on the eve of a full slate of Sunday games, uh, week number four. Wiz uh, with a tremendous call on the Miami Dolphins on uh, Thursday night as they uh, lost the game. And the Bengals easily covered. Well done, Wiz. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, we've been giving out our kind of like assurance picks. And that was, uh, Wiz had very high conviction with that. And uh, I would say, Wiz, uh, to start the season, our high conviction picks are off to a nice little start. You know, I think the way we look at this thing is uh, kind of takes a month of football before you really, there's been a lot of unusual stuff that we've seen, but I think, uh, you know, since we started doing this a few years ago, you know, I think it takes us a few weeks to really, you know, catch on and watch is I know that I have much, much more confidence uh, in my picks going into week four than week one or two. Um, kind of, you know, get yourself acclimated. Uh, very horrific thing happened to Tua Tagovailoa on uh, on Thursday. So a lot of blame to go around, and I think you made a good point uh you know, you've been making this point for for a while now about Thursday night football, and uh, it's just, it's just a it's a, it's just a difficult you know situation. And it was it was so so hard to watch that what happened to that kid. But uh, I think there's a lot left up in the air with that situation, and uh, I think we're going to start seeing lawyers involved in lawsuits and all kinds of stuff going on. And I think the first thing was to drop was they hired they fired the independent neurologist that looked at Tua on Sunday. So I think there's going to be, we're, we're at the very, very beginning of that story. Yeah, and I'm not a doctor, and watching him walk off that field on Sunday, um, I've had back issues before, so I do understand how that can be the case. But uh, to me, that was not the case this time around. It was not a back injury. Uh, Tua was knocked silly on Sunday. And, you know, as much as Mike McDaniel said he was being monitored all week long, and, you know, now we're looking at a situation which, truthfully, where in the span of five days, you could argue that Tua's had two concussions and what that means for the rest of the season for this Miami Dolphin football football team and what it means for Tua's life ahead. You know, th- th- these are big, big, big decisions that need to be made. Uh, I did see one thing going around with the NFL this week where – uh, there was a lot more discussion about teams that play on Thursdays uh, must be coming off their bye weeks, and that make, that makes some sense. I, I I would encourage that type of thing because the stupidity of these players coming back on Thursday after a grueling matchup on a Sunday is asinine. It's greedy. The NFL is wrong about it, and it's got to be rectified. Yeah, my my biggest issue is. <laughs> You know, you saw the injury, and they're saying back, but there were all kinds of signs that that was some sort of a head trauma. The way he was wobbly, he went to his knees, shaking the cobwebs, disorientated. But my biggest issue is there's no way that the the tests that were needed, extensive testing could have been done from the time that game was completed on Thursday, on Sunday, and then and then the next game on Thursday. They should have just sat him out, let him play, you know, let them do all the tests. The one thing we know about <clears throat> concussions and head trauma is once you get one, you are more susceptible to getting them over and over again. And uh, just, 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 just difficult to watch for a kid who's had a tough break with injuries in his early part of his career at the end of college, the pros, and uh, seems to uh, 
being another difficult situation. Yeah, and I think at this point in time, we have to assume that I, I think over the next month, Teddy Bridgewater will be quarterbacking the uh, the, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I, I just don't see, you know, with what's taking place, how, you know, he's going to play anytime soon. So, in agreement there. Okay, so... Uh, Let's get off to week number four, and uh, I will say this, Wiz. um, I am extremely concerned, and it's going to be reflected when we start talking. We're going to start off with the DraftKings and our rankings, but uh, there are four weather games that are on my radar for this week uh, where wind is going to be a major factor. That's for the Giants hosting the uh, Chicago Bears, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jets. It's going to be high winds in Pittsburgh. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagle-Jacksonville Jaguar game, which is turning out to be one of the bigger games of the week actually between those two teams and lastly uh, the premier matchup of the week and I I hate the fact that it's on one o'clock on Sunday and not kind of highlighted at four o'clock but that's the Bills versus the Ravens uh, and and also going to be high high wins in that football game as well so just one thing I point out, probably going to be a little bit wet in places as well. It's been a nasty follow-through. We hope everybody in Florida uh, that listens is doing okay. Uh, just an unbelievable week down there. So, uh, But anyway, these are the, this is the remnants of Ian, and uh, I think there will be some fallout in terms of what happens for this coming week in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, let's have you kick it off this week on, on the rankings of quarterback, Wiz. Yeah, so I'm going to go to DraftKings, and I think there's two schools of philosophy for me this week on DraftKings. Either I'm going to pay up for Josh Allen, 8400 if I feel I have some salary relief elsewhere. If not, then I'm going to go down to 5400 and I'm just going to ride the Geno Smith bandwagon in a game where I think there's going to be points. Uh, defense is very optional in this game. Um and I, I, you know, I think one or the other is fine with, uh, if I get salary leverage, I'll play Allen. And if I want to pay up in other positions, I'll go with Geno Smith. And at 6000 I'm just going to have to fade Carson Wentz um, for a quarterback who doesn't have a good feel for a pocket, pressure, all the things above. This is probably the last pass rush that you want to face. Uh, so <clears throat> 6,000, I'm fading Carson Wentz. What say you would quarterback this week? Yeah, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. You know, you talked about starting the season, feeling things out, and Aaron Rodgers is getting a little bit more comfortable with his new receivers. And uh, in this game against New England, where I think New England's going to be outmanned and, and have a lot of difficulty staying in this game, particularly with Mac Jones not playing. Uh, I like Aaron Rodgers, and I also love Geno Smith as well from a value perspective. So I'm right with you there. You know, I, I mentioned the weather to start, and, and the one guy that I think is going to be impacted more than the others, and I think Jacksonville's playing particularly well. They did well against Justin Herbert last week, but believe it or not, the red-hot Justin uh, 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 J- Jalen Hurts, who's probably uh, either in the top two or three for MVP vote at this point in time, I'm going to shy away from him at that price point. Was not saying he's not going to have uh, put up some numbers. He'll probably run a little bit, but I think a little bit more challenging passing the ball in Philadelphia this coming Sunday. All right, fair enough. Uh, take us at running back. Uh, yeah, uh, running back this week was, uh, you know, the guy that I'm targeting at the top is, is Nick Chubb against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I think that's the matchup indoors. I think they'll, they'll, they'll ride him and continue to ride him. Uh, I also like Devin Singletary in that game uh, at, at a lesser price point. Um, last week, he had a big game catching the football uh, with the wind. I think you'll see a lot of short passes as well. It's going to be reflected in my prop bets. But at 5,900, I love Devin Singletary as well. I will point out, I think a lot of people are going to play Jamal Williams. Um, and, you know, while it's an obvious play, uh, you know, again, I'm trying to 
put something in place that's that's less obvious, um, and that's where I stand on that one. Uh, as far as guys that I'm fading this week, Wiz, uh, it's a tricky one, but I think Indianapolis, uh, you know, Derrick Henry I loved last week, but I'm going to shy away from Derrick Henry this week. And until I see further uh, what's going on in, in, in uh, with the Chargers, I was going to say San Diego, but Los Angeles. But I, I can't trust Austin Eckler at this point in time, Wiz, so I'll, I'll be fading that player as well. All right. <clears throat> Interesting. I have a view on Echo. We'll get to him later. Uh, I like Kamara this week. Uh, I know they're in the, the early game, but <clears throat> I just think he's going to actually play better from a fantasy standpoint with Andy Dalton. I think he's going to be much more involved in the passing game. Uh, I also like Ramondre Stevenson in a game where the Patriots could be trailing. And with Brian Hoyer, there could be a lot of dumb ball passes to, to Stevenson, who probably was going to out-snap Harris in this game. So a little further down, Stevenson. And I have to say Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 6,200. Look, you don't want to really fade anyone on the Kansas City offense. With that being said, you really can't run the ball against Tampa. They, they use a few guys. McKin, you know, McKinnon gets in there. Pacheco gets in there a little bit. So at 6,200, I kind of want to fade Clyde Edwards-Alaire. All right. Fantastic. Sounds good. All right. On to receiver, Wiz. So uh, I, I, I like two guys, and I'm going to say two players. Uh, I, want, I want Pittman at 7,200. I think this is the type of game where they just can't get a pass rush on the opposing quarterback. And I know Matt Ryan's had some difficulty, but I, I think he's going to throw it to Pittman early and off in this game, even some play action off uh, some hands off some hands off the Taylor where they're going to make some big plays in the passing game. So I really like him in 7,200. And then I'm going to dip down to 5,000, and I am not going to get off the Greg Dorch train until it derails. So I'm playing him at 5,000, who is a big part of that offense. Until I see Rondell Moore back and at 100% and the snap count really go down for Dorch, even if Moore plays this week, they're kind of injured at wide receiver. Uh, so I'm playing Greg Dorch every day, all day at 5,000. The two receivers I want to fade this week is I want to fade Allen Robinson at 5,100. It just doesn't look right. And against that 49 defense. And 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 Diggs and that Cowboy defense has been kryptonite to Terry McLaurin. Uh, couldn't get anything going. So at, um, at his price tag, 6,500, I'm going to fade him as well. So McLaurin and Robinson are fades, and I want Pittman and I want Dorch for some salary leverage or wide receiver. Uh, I love it. Uh, Pittman is going to be my pick of the week, uh, my my uh, daily double for uh, for uh, prop bets. So uh, I have him as well uh, in my lineup for this week as well at uh, 7,200, I believe the number is. But, yeah, I, I believe – you know. and by the way, last week he came back from injury and he, he, had, he had a strong game, nine targets. He'll have an even bigger game against a, a – a, a toothless uh, Tennessee Titans secondary uh, in the dome. I, I like Mike Pittman Jr. big time in this game. Uh, you mentioned Geno Smith. I mentioned Geno Smith earlier. So Terry, uh, uh, DK Metcalf is going to be the beneficiary this week, I believe. 6,800. I like that player. I went down to the 5,000 level for another player whiz with no Keenan Allen again. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Josh Palmer, who had a big game last week with, with nine catches. Uh, 
almost 100 yards. I think it was 99 yards. So so that's my $5,000 player. Uh, and the guys I'm fading with up up top. I'm fading I'm fading Devontae Adams uh, against the number one secondary in the NFL right now in terms of allowing pass yards, and that's the Denver Broncos secondary. Uh, and the other guy I'm going to fade is a guy I've loved the first two weeks, but going in, against the Eagles in lousy weather, Darius Slay will lock up Christian Kirk. That's the player that I'm fading at 6,600. <clears throat> All righty. Fair enough. Why don't you uh, tell us what you, uh, your views are at tight end this week? Yeah, very simple at tight end. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, 4,500. Uh, I expect big things there, especially with no uh, – you've got a couple of players out, right? DJ Shark is out and Amaran St. Brown. Uh, so as a result of that, TJ Hawkinson at 4,100. Uh, that's the player that I'm taking. And in addition – uh, Robert Tanyan last week, seven targets. Uh, I think he will. I, I think he will score this week. I think we'll have multiple targets again. So Robert Tanyan is a player that I like at thirty five hundred. And you know, Wiz, I'm sorry, but uh, it just doesn't look right with Darren Waller to me. Uh, the whole offense doesn't look right for the Raiders at the moment. I've had this wrong from the beginning. Uh, I, I hope they find their way, but they're currently zero and three. But I'm fading Darren Waller at fifty six hundred. Alrighty, I'm in kind of the same direction as you. I love T.J. Hawkinson. I think T.J. Hawkinson is going to play in a, a you know play big tomorrow and, and put up some big stats. Um, I'm looking seven, eight catches for Hawkinson and a touchdown as well. I'm going to play Tyler Conklin as well at 3,600. Uh, I think the Jets have the most passing attempts in the NFL. Um, so unless they figure out something with his price tag at 3600 he's just a player that I have to use. And I have a similar feeling, but a different player at tight end. Until I see him go off, until I know he's 100% over his injury, I just have to play, uh, you know, I have to fade Kittle at 5300 I'm sure he'll get going at some point during the year. But at 5300 I think there are, there, are, there are a few players that we talked about where you could get some salary leverage and, and attack at other positions. So kills the fate for me, and I'm loving Hawkinson and uh, Conklin uh, tight end. All right, fantastic. All right, how about your break the slate guys this week? My break the slate guy is the ultimate zig when everyone else is going to zag tomorrow. My break the slate guy is going to be Craig Reynolds of the Lions. I know that Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert and those guys are going to be the most owned guys, but this is the type of game where I just feel Craig Reynolds is going to get probably 35 to 40% of the carry share, and I think this is the type of game where you have a real breakout. So I'm loving Craig Reynolds as my break this late guy. I'm going to predict 80 yards and a touchdown for Craig Reynolds tomorrow. I love it. Okay. My, I have two whiz. I have one at receiver at 4,000, DeAndre Carter for the L.A. Chargers. No Keenan Allen. Uh, he's going to be on the field a lot of the times when they're uh, in three receiver packages. So I like that player at 4,000. And at 2,800 at tight end, I picked him up in a couple of leagues, uh, just given the state of the New York football Giants receiving core. Daniel Bellinger was much involved in that game against the Cowboys on Monday night. I think that continues again in kind of a foul weather where shorter passes are going to be thrown. Daniel Bellinger is going to be the beneficiary of that tight end for the Giants, Wiz. Alrighty. Very good. Very good. Let's get to uh, prop plays and, and wagering. Um, why don't you take us out, uh, talk about any games that you love tomorrow, either sides or unders overs. Yeah, there's two games I like tomorrow is, um, in, in both directions. Um, so one one is an under over and one is uh, just a regular bet. Uh, I like the Cleveland Browns, uh, 10 days off, uh, minus one against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have been... 
Uh, they've been playing well, but I think the Cleveland Browns will 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 control that offensive that offensive and defensive line effort. I know Miles Garrett's not playing, but I'm going to take Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns laying one. And Wiz, I'm going to go against all odds here. I think the weather is going to be a factor. 51 over under for the for the Raven Bill game. I'm taking the under Ravens Bills 51. That is really against the grain. I've seen people, so many people think that's going to be the highest scoring game of the day. So that's a good one. All right, so I'm going to give my plays uh, in terms of sides and totals. I love four games tomorrow. I'm going to play them all. I'm going to play them, uh, all four of them big uh, as much as I played on the Bengals on Thursday. Uh, last year, the Chargers went into Houston in, at the end of the season, and the Texans laid it on them. Burkhead. Um, uh, went wild in that game. They put up a 40-burger against them. I know there's no Keenan Allen this week, but I think this is going to be payback time for the Chargers. I'm loving the Chargers, line five and a half on the road. Uh, I know the Raiders, as you mentioned, and Josh McDaniels got off to a sluggish start, but if there's one coach that's more confused, it's Nathaniel Hackett. I'm going to lay the Raiders and take the, lay the two and a half points with the Raiders. I think they get a home win. Um, I love... The Seattle Seahawks as well, getting three and a half against the Lions. Lions, I just think missing Amaron St. Brown is such a key part of the game. I know people were talking about Swift, but I just think Amaron St. Brown just gets the first downs. He's clutch on third down. He's the guy that Jared Goff really looks to throw to when he needs a play made, and him not being there is going to be key. I think the Seahawks uh, win that game, and they're getting three and a half, so I love them plus three and a half. And then at night, I'm going to take Kansas City plus one. I know I loved the Colts last week, and they won the game outright, but Kansas City did a lot of dumb things, stupid penalties after third down. They were walking off the field on Sportsmanlike, Kelsey missing a pass, uh, dropping an easy touchdown pass. I, I just... There's just so many been moving parts with Tampa with the Bucks so far. I just like Kansas City. So those are my games. Chargers I love. The Raiders at home minus two and a half. The Seahawks plus three and a half. And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be Tampa Bay tomorrow night. Oh, so far, you know, you mentioned that Raider uh, Seattle game, and I think if there's a must win game, both of those teams, uh, that is a must win game for for one of those teams. Uh, the loser of that game is going to be in a really bad spot for the rest of this year. Oh, there's no, there's, there's, there's no question about that. The Raiders <laughs> go on for the finished. You know, I think at the end of the day, both teams are going to leave. Um, I mean, the Raiders. I think then, you know, the Raiders will get their first one of the year uh, at home, and um, and I know there's no uh, Foster Moreau and there's no Hunter Renfro for the, for this game, but I think they'll get that win at home. So uh, those are four games I love. In terms of prop bets, what do you have for us? All right, so Zach Wilson is uh, playing his first game. He goes into Pittsburgh. I mentioned the weather there. Uh, Zach Wilson struggled to reach 200 yards in multiple games last year. I know the jet passing attack has been pretty solid. It's improved, obviously, with Garrett Wilson and the running backs, but I, I need to see it first. So count me as a guy who's fading Zach Wilson, 208 and a half yards passing in this game. Uh, I mentioned Mike Pittman Jr. Uh, this is my play of the week, 69 and a half yards receiving. I'm going to double down on that one. Uh, that's the one I like here. I love uh, Singletary over 14 and a half yards receiving. That line looks completely cockeyed to me. Josh Palmer over 47 and a half receiving yards. 
TJ Hawkinson over four and a half catches in this game. He will be the beneficiary of Armand St. Brown not being playing in this game. And I love Chris Olave, 57 and a half yards receiving. Uh, you know, no Mike, uh, no, no Mike Thomas in this game. I realize Andy Dalton's there, but that doesn't bother me at all. Chris Olave is going to be the guy that's going to be catching the football often in this football game. Over 57 and a half yards, Chris Olave was. To me, I'm just playing one, and I'm playing one only. And I, I think, you know, we're, we have different views on this one because I think he was your fade um, earlier. But I think tomorrow is going to be Austin Eckler Day. Uh, I'm playing him at over 100.5 yards of total offense, rushing and receiving. Uh, the Texans have just gotten blitzed on the ground. Um, Last week, Khalil Herbert came in and then beat him and rushed for 150. In week one, Jonathan Taylor, 160. In week two, the combination of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Gordon got him for 125 yards. I just think Austin Eckler last week got a week off with pay, four carries. That's just a joke. They're going to get him the ball uh, through the air and handing the ball off to him as well. So with a team that cannot stop the run with a with a team and a player I feel has been frustrated the first couple of weeks. I just think he just has a big game tomorrow. So that's my one prop play. Austin Eckler over a hundred and a half yards uh, rushing and receiving combination. Well, I hope you're right. You know, I own the, I own the player in a couple of leagues. It just we just haven't seen. It. You know, it's just unusual usage, and maybe maybe things get turned around this week. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right, Wiz, yeah. uh, that's going to be it for uh, week number four. Any any further points to add? Yeah, I just want to say that this is such an unusual week. If you look at these lines, they're just so suspicious. Um, you know, the Cowboys only three points at home against Washington. Um the Steelers only three, three and a half points at home against the Jets. Just some of these lines look really peculiar, and uh, we'll we'll see how it how it plays out. But uh, I, I I don't like when some of these games look uh, that easy. It, it looks to be a trap, and I just think one of the several of these road teams that are getting points that aren't really as high as they should be. I mean, I, I don't want to play those games, but it just looks. Um, a little, a little, a little fishy to me. All right, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. It's been a, it's been a very strange start to the season. People have been getting crushed every single week in these survivor pools. It's been a hard start, but uh, hopefully, we, it's the, it gets to be a little bit more clear as we move along here. And uh, I hope, hope, hope that we're helping everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud. Make sure you're listening. Wiz, enjoy the games. Good luck this week. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the views this week. It should be uh, a fun week of football. Enjoy uh, enjoy the night, and uh, let's go Mets tonight. Yeah, let's hope. You got it.